Yo, thanks for joining us. Come on in. You're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys, one of which was almost in a leg cast, talk about movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. In episode 37, we got some huge Justice, Justice League news DC fans will love. If you ever wondered what streaming service is top-notch, we got that covered for you. Also, the Slayerverse is coming to an end for us. We're watching the final season of Angel. And in this episode, we'll discuss our thoughts, wishes, and grudges. Lots more to talk about. Stay tuned as Riz lets you know about the DVDs and music that are available out now. And find out the fact of the week. And we also play Six Degrees of Separation. This week, it's Sybil Shepard and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ah, all right. Uh, But first, quick news. Okay, guys. So one of the uh, multiverse or universe movie verse that we are really excited for it to come to fruition is the Universal... Movie the um, well not the Universal movie the Universal monsters classic Universal monsters oh okay and it is moving very slowly but Paul Feig he's a director of Bridesmaids and the 2016 reboot of Ghostbuster is the man behind the Dark Army movie so the Dark Army movie is the team together instead of the Tom Cruise movie where it was going to start individually. Right. It's going to kick off with the whole team. So it's going to be the Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein and all that? Are they recasting everyone? Uh, No word on that yet, but Paul has completed two scripts. He states that Universal does not know what they are doing right now with the Dark Army movie, but he really hopes he can make it. Also, it is confirmed that Elizabeth Banks' Invisible Woman is part of the Dark Army. So they're doing a Invisible Man gender bend. So Elizabeth Banks, not Elizabeth Moss. Yes, Elizabeth Banks. All right, but isn't the Elizabeth Moss Invisible Man universal? Uh, Yes, but I don't think that movie is going to be part part of the the Dark Army. So Invisible Woman by Elizabeth Banks is also universal. And this one will be. I, I thought they were completely different companies by... I want right. to say The Invisible Woman came around uh, the 1940s or 1950s, uh, the movie. Because really, uh, Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss set up The Invisible Woman. So I don't see why Correct. they're going to you know, reboot it and do something else completely. Have they like confirmed who The Invisible Woman's going to be? Elizabeth Banks. She's directing and starring Uh-oh. in it. Oh, all right. Um, all right, I look forward to see what's going on there. The film also ties in Dexter Fletcher's uh, Rainfield, which is a uh, Bram Stoker novel, uh, which had has to do with Dracula as right. well. But it's it's not Dracula. Uh, it's so like th- a side character or, or a spinoff type thing. I th- uh, what was the name of the guy who who's always... W- no, that's Frankenstein. Igor. I'm thinking about Igor. Okay, never mind. Uh, but it is a, a book adaptation from Bram Stoker. Uh, so we're really hoping this really comes out of the woodwork and hopefully it explodes into multi pictures of the Universal Dark Monsters. 
cool. I'm honestly, um, I'm not getting my hopes up, you know, because of what happened before. I was, uh, you know, excited about everything that was happening and the mummy ruined it. But uh, I'm vaguely, vaguely optimistic or not vaguely. Um, what's the right word? Just sitting in the back, observing, yeah. making sure that everything. Cautiously optimistic. There you go. That's the correct word. Uh, and I am too. I mean, it, it, it really sucks. We were talking about the Scream franchise, just like how crappy horror movies have gone and how Mm -hmm. lazily they relied on paranormal activity and hopefully with this uh these classic universal monster it could bring back the old movie horror that'd be really cool uh while we're on that the subject of scream i just read an interview with nev campbell where (gasps) she basically said what she said before but She's kind of being obvious about it. She she's not confirming that she's doing it she's because involved. because she's still in negotiation. She wants the the, the paycheck. Yeah, but she's basically like, oh, don't you know? Um, we're working on it, and then she goes back and it's like, I'm not sure if if I'm in it yet, and she's in it. She'll be in it. Oh, of course, I I think so too. Um, in our last podcast, we did uh, talk about how Scream 5 is moving forward mm-hmm. and uh, David Arquette is cast to reprise his role as Officer Dewey. Oh, yes. Uh, Dewey Riley. Dewey Riley. Um, no word about Courtney Cox yet, uh, but I'm sure she'll do it. Um, the funny thing about the Scream series is each movie took place like at a weird different point of david arquette and courtney cox's relationship like uh are they married irl they were um they were basically separated during scream four uh and now they they're divorced Mm -hmm. but they're still you know they're still very close and they they share a daughter and they're co-parent parenting so i think whatever works for them he um he was an executive producer on cougar town after they were divorced so they they still have a working relationship, so seems cool. like it. Yeah, cool. On to some really awesome, awesome news, guys. After three years, dozens of online petition and pure love from the fan, the original release of the Justice League is coming our way. Shocked! Yay! Shocked! I tell you, the films. It, I'm sorry, the film is being called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hmm. Uh, if you guys forgot what happened or don't know what's going on or what was this all about or just living under a rock. Uh, Zack Snyder is the director of the 2017 Justice League movie. But after, I want to say after main filming was done, he had to leave due to a family emergency. I think it, it wasn't after it was done. It was three quarters of the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he had to leave for a family emergency. I, I believe they brought Joss Whedon in. Correct. Either to finish the script or finish directing. It was to finish the the directing and to also, once main filming was done, he came back to do reshoots and stuff. Okay. Uh, and because he tweaked it to his version, uh, a lot of fans were expecting one movie to come out and... Uh, it came out something totally different. The marketing was Zack Snyder's vision, whereas what fans saw in the theater was something a little bit more different. Uh, in 
in comes the 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 bad rep, the bad reviews, and the fans wanting what they were promised, which was the Snyder Cut. Hence the hashtag release the Snyder Cut, and it's 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 happening finally. Yeah, BTW. I I don't get why the critics didn't like it. I really like Justice League, uh, but I'm thrilled to see what uh, Schneider's vision would have been. Anyways, you know maybe it'll be better, maybe it'll be worse. One thing I didn't like that I does stand out for me in the movie was there's a scene of the movie where it's it's a really serious scene, right? And I think the Flash is saving everyone with his super speed, but he kind of like trips because he's still trying to manage his his meta powers and he saves Wonder Woman and lands on top of Wonder Woman. And then like he's placed Oh yeah, I know. on top of her, and they have like this weird like look, like oh you're on top of me, you're touching my breast, oh, and and it's such a Whedon thing to it's do. A it's Whedon such a schoolboy thing. thing to do. Like, do you think superheroes would be thinking about that in the midst of saving the world? It's like oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm touching your breast. <laughs> Play cool. Well, that's that's just how Joss Whedon is. He tries <laughs> to insert humor, um, and he doesn't always uh, make it. Uh, Make it work. And we're going to talk more about Joss Whedon later uh, with the Angel stuff. But this is awesome. Uh, the film will be released summer 2021 via HBO Max. And it's not necessarily a film, right? Well, we're not sure because the completion of the film or Zack Snyder's uh, unedited, I guess you want to, you can put, you can say that. Unedited, edit, or, edit. Or edit or final cut is about four hours long. So we're not sure if it's going to be the f- complete four hour movie or there are talks that they're going to do a six part uh, series and break it down into six, six chapters is what they're throwing the word chapters of it. Um, but like I said, it's being released, uh, Via HBO Max, who is picking up the twenty million dollar bill to make all this possible, Damn. and and uh, the crew involved and the actors will be coming over back for voiceovers and for extra special effects and scenes. Correct. Since you're mentioning that, that twenty million dollars is going for uh, things such as special effects, scoring, and other post-production works. So don't get your hopes up for any reshoots, because according to the rap, they're not going to do any type of sh- reshoots of any kind with any actors. He did. Snyder wants wanted to do reshoots, but HBO said that it was not going to happen because if they were going to do reshoots, that $20 million will be a higher, higher bill. Mm -hmm. The same report also reads that basically one and done. This is it. This is to close the loop and to close the DCU or Zack Snyder's DCEU version. And to shut the fans up from... You know, the petitions and all that and, and, you know, give us what we want and just to get the an idea of what he wanted. And if it gets Game of Thrones ratings, uh, anything's possible. You and know? anything is possible because the same report says that maybe the whole entire picture or the whole story won't end because Snyder did have a five picture vision. Right. So if the movie does really great on HBO Max and it pulls great, great money for them. I wouldn't be surprised if HBO Max or HBO producers would want Snyder's vision 
to open up more. Maybe not have Snyder to direct it or to be involved in it, but I'm sure they'll use something about uh, from it. Uh, but since the news broke out, all the actors, including Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, are so pumped and so excited for this. Even Joe Magdaleno, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Magdaleno. Yeah. Mag- uh, Magdaleno. Sure, why not? Uh, he is uh, Deathstroke in the DCEU. And right. he is going to be part of the Justice League movie. And he says that he's really excited that fans could get to see his Deathstroke uh Huh. Do his thing, thing. Yeah, because his character showed up in a cameo. Was it or that was, it was? It was at in the end of Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, because well, they were on the yacht, or was it uh, Suicide Squad? I think it was Suicide Squad. No, it was it. It was this one because uh, Lex Luthor isn't in this one. He's in the first. My he's God. in Batman yes. v Superman, and then Correct. he get, he gets out of jail, and then he's on a yacht, and Deathstroke shows up. Correct. So Correct. Suicide Squad, the the uh, last scene was when uh, Batman meets uh, um, Amanda. What's what's her name? Amanda Wallace. Amanda Wallace, um, played by Viola in Davis. the restaurant, um, which was pretty cool as well. You know, it, it sucks that that the DC universe uh, was compared too much to the Marvel, and you know. They both can exist, I've said in the past, and it, you know it sucks that they had started stuff that that will never see the light of day. I guess. I think it, the the movie for Justice League the tone had a much different tone than than Marvel Cinematic Universe, and if if fans and and the produ- well, all this happened with Snyder's uh, family emergency. But regardless, if people just let the film do its own thing, like it would have been really awesome in the first place, and it would have probably branched out into other spin-off movies as well. But like you said, fans started comparing so much to Marvel, and it's the Marvel fans comparing it. The Marvel fans criticizing a DCU DC Universe movie to compare it to a Marvel movie and it's apples and oranges and it, right and there. And it isn't all Marvel fans cuz I'm a, I'm I'm considered a Marvel fan. I'm just not like a rabid crazy one has to be better than the other type. Fan. I'm neither I'm the same way. And we're really excited for this movie to come out next year in 2021. It seems like we will be getting HBO Max for that. Woohoo. So a while ago, we reported that New Zealand has officially opened its doors again to the TV and movie industry in its country due to the amazing effort uh, that it went to combat the coronavirus in the land. With that said, producer John Landau, who produced Titanic and won an Oscar for that, has gone to Instagram to confirm that the Avatar sequel will resume filming this week of May 25th. He writes, our Avatar sets are ready and we couldn't be more excited to be headed back to New Zealand next week. So it gives us a light of hope uh, of the movie industry slowly opening its its gates again to to resume filming. We also mentioned that uh, The Matrix 4 is looking for a July 6th spot to begin to resume its filming in Berlin. Okay. So we'll we'll keep you posted on this. We're happy. Um, 
the Avatar sequels 2, 3, and 4 has a co- combined budget of about $1 billion. Hmm. Uh, so we're get ready to see amazing special effects. And, you know, James Cameron is very, very anal when it comes to his, his cinematography. So I wouldn't expect anything less from, from it. Yeah, that one we're going to have to see in 3D. Uh, because it's specifically made for 3D, or you know, James Cameron has specifically made the first one. I think, um, I think that's what launched the new craze of 3D back in the day. Once Avatar came out, everything had to have a 3D um, print, yeah. um, and not everything should have a 3D print, which is why I I generally try to stay away from it. Um, Me too, because well, they they it, they have updated it, but it it would get me nauseous for someone that's not used to wearing glasses in general. It even that on my face can get me, you know, nauseous while looking up at a screen. I just feel like it takes the, the movie experience away. I think 3d is for like amusement park or a theme park or an experience, not a movie. And speaking about movies that are coming along, the Jurassic world third installment is chugging along as well. Uh, they said that this movie, they, uh, the producers of the movie, say that this will be a setup to future Jurassic Park movies. Uh, because now these, um, I think he said that the dinosaurs are now in the mainland. Yeah. Well, uh, they were in the mainland as of the end of uh, Jurassic World 2, which we expected that to be the main plot of Jurassic World 2 because that's what they showed in the trailer yes. the 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 sea dinosaur under a surfer or whatever which didn't happen until the very 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 end of the movie yes that kind of pissed me off uh, it, from what I read from the article it kind of felt like they're going to be roaming like wildebeest or something like that <laughs> like it's going to you're rolling your eyes I'm, I'm rolling my eyes several times i'm rolling my eyes at the fact that they're setting up sub, like future sequels it's like of course they're setting up future sequels it's a franchise so it's gonna keep going and going and going and until after we die there will yeah. be a reboot after reboot after reboot um whatever i you know i'll see it um because the uh, original cast will be in the next one but if they weren't coming back, I honestly, I don't think I would have been that interested. I agree with you. And the reason why Jurassic World or the third installment of Jurassic World is on pause is due to this pandemic that's going on. And the reason why is because um, James Gunn is directing also the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy. And he hasn't started yet that yet because he just finished the sequel to The Suicide Squad and he couldn't get to... Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy due to uh, COVID-19. Super, 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 super excited about The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Uh, he did an amazing job with the first two Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. Super so I'm I'm very glad that um, whatever had to be worked out with his personal life was and they brought him back because it would suck to see someone else take, take over. That's mm-hmm. like... like uh, um, someone taking over and doing the third, third uh, Dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan, or someone finishing the Snyderverse of DCU, but which happened. Yeah. Right. Well, and then what? People will just be screaming. What about the uh, the gun? The 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 gun cut. 
Oh, the James Gunn. Oh, yeah, released the gun cut. Uh, little <laughs> known fact, uh, James Gunn uh, had something to do with with the Whedon verse, and the character Gunn was named after him. His no bro- His brother or he guest starred on an episode as well. Yeah, I want to say his brother guest starred. Yeah. That sounds familiar. That was his brother guest starred, I believe, in the episode Doyle Passed Away. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. one of the demons. That was. I. That, that's such a tough episode to watch. Getting off topic, it's like a, like a Holocaust type thing. Like the pure blood demons want to get rid of the half blood demons completely. Like just, you know, get them. It's it's. Oh my god, crazy! And on over in TV news, the mockumentary of three one hundred year old vampires living together in Staten <laughs> Island has been renewed for a third season. What we do in this shadow, created by Taitiki Waiki, I think that's. I'm sorry if I am butchering that name, but he's the director of the third and fourth uh, Thor movie. Uh, is did you know that that was a movie? What, what we, we do, do in the shadows? I had no idea. It was uh, 2014. How funny. And then they With adapted the same it. Actors? Or? No. I'll uh, have to look that up. That movie, I mean, that show is crazy balls. It's hilarious. What the fuck? One of my upcoming new favorite shows. I love it. Yeah, that's one of the things that you put on. And uh, I, 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 I kind of started watching it in the background, just like you started watching Shit's Creek in the background while I watched it and got into it. And I'm like, what? The fuck we is recently, this crazy shit? We recently found out that Guillermo, uh, the familiar to one of the vampires, is actually a vampire slayer. He has vampire slayer blood in him. And the funny thing is that there is an episode where these vampires, demon vampires, are breaking into the house. The assassins. Yeah. Uh, and he's, like, using, like, these martial arts. Mm-hmm. And Guillermo's, like, this chubby Mexican guy. And he's, like, this Van Helsing attacks and fights and and throwing stakes and it's just so funny but he doesn't want to tell his vampires anything because a he secretly wants to turn into a vampire that's his like dream Mm -hmm. and b uh, the vampires will kill him so that's a secret that he's keeping on a hush hush and hopefully for season three that'll be uh revealed i haven't finished season two yet i think i'm i'm almost done so a spoiler for season three is that he's a slayer uh no, well he he found out he is a slayer in, in a recent episode I must have missed it I must yeah have fallen asleep uh, yeah but he hasn't it hasn't been mentioned again but it's super super funny it's on Hulu and talking about Hulu I have a question for you okay what streaming service for you do you think it's more user friendly the ones that we have so we have Netflix we have Hulu Disney Plus and we have Amazon Prime those are the four that we have. Uh, I think Netflix still is still at the top. Uh, I think I've, I've told you in the past that I was very, very, very upset when Netflix took the star ratings off. Yeah. That, that's the only thing about Netflix that that upsets me because I had this thing where, you know, instead of flipping through the, the menus for an hour, trying to find one thing to watch, starting something and then stopping it and stuff like that, I would pick a genre find the first one that I haven't seen that was three or more stars and watch it. And a hundred percent of the time I was at the very least entertained and I wouldn't regret watching it, but they took, they took the star ratings off. Um, 
which pisses me off. But they still have the star ratings on Amazon Prime, which I did that, and I and I discovered a really a really good movie, which I recommend. You didn't watch it. You were uh, playing uh, the PlayStation um, called I See You from 2019, starring Helen Hunt. Where have she been? Well, she's, found she's her. still around. She's They're looking she, at her. She looked amazing. Um, they see her. I highly recommend it. Go in it without you know reading as as you know reading anything about it it's uh it's not what i was expecting and halfway through it's still not what i was expecting like it, it changed <laughs> from one 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 thing to another uh just go you know it's if you have amazon prime and you have an extra hour and a half check it out and i'll show it to you eventually and maybe we'll we'll give a, a review or a brief review well, back to my question, you are part of the majority who believes that Netflix is the most user-friendly uh, streaming. According to a J.D. Power survey, Netflix users report only 0.7 technical problems per hour of content streamed on average. Hmm. Amazon and Hulu reports 0.11, Disney Plus 0.12, and YouTube TV 0.13. All other streaming services rank much worse at 0.17 per hour. The survey also asked consumer which single service would they keep if they were only allowed to have one. 54% chose Netflix, 17% choose Amazon Prime, 13 for Hulu, and 4% for Disney. So, yeah, I guess I would have to choose Netflix as well. What about you? I would pick Hulu for the fact that they have... What we do in the shadows, uh, Will and Grace, which will we will be talking about that a little bit after the break. Um, well, the Family thing, Guy. The thing about Netflix uh, is the original programming. I can't think of any original. Pro- well, Hand Handmaid's Tale. Um, That's the only thing. Dead to me. Dead to me is on Netflix. I mean, sorry. Uh, I was. I didn't finish my my thought. I can't think of anything else on Hulu. And then I I meant to say and then. I thought of Handmaid's Tale, which is ah, on Hulu. Yeah, uh, and then there's like several that we're watching on on um, on Netflix, but it, it does seem that Hulu has a lot of uh, a lot of shows, you know, from other networks. That's where I was watching American Housewife when, when we didn't have cable for a while. Talking about networks and stuff like that, and we were mentioning HBO Max earlier. Do you know how much HBO Max bought Friends from? From Netflix for two hundred million, double, four hundred million. I believe yep. it. Four hundred million dollars they spit out to and buy all those episodes. People rewatch that show like it was part of their childhood. You know, it hit hit syndication, so it was part of a second generation's childhood. I've rewatched it on Netflix. I bought the DVDs and rewatched it, and then when it came to Netflix, I rewatched it again. Uh, and and that's why because it it the the show you know regardless of um time of time yeah there are there's a lot in there and even on will and grace there's a lot in there that, that in my opinion hasn't really stood like a lot of jokes that haven't stood the test of time but we're going to talk a, a little more about will and grace after the break that and angel will be right back Will and Grace is a show that I hold near and dear to my heart. The show premiered in 1997, and at that time, I was just a wee little chicky. 
uh, and looking at Will Truman, uh, played by Eric McCormick, uh, was like a role model to me. Uh, seeing how he is an adult uh, gay lawyer, successful, living on his own from time to time, <laughs> uh, made me look up to him and made me be uh, a gay, an adult gay man like him. And it was around uh, Queerest Folks yeah. was going around too. And I think it, Queerest Folk was heavily already in its its third or fourth season, yeah. you know? But I never related to that show at all. Like, I did watch it, but I, I, I did not relate from one gay man to what I saw on television. And it's the same how I feel about Friends. Yes, I've seen some episodes I, I I know the show, but I've I didn't I couldn't get engaged with them. I, I couldn't relate to them. Uh, but back to Will and Grace, it's to me it's one of my favorite favorite television show. The show stars Eric McCormick, Deborah Messing, Sean Hayes, and Megan Mullally. The four, I was gonna say the four trio. <laughs> <laughs> the four squads make up an amazing cast with recurring roles with Rosario played by Shelley Morrison and so much more. Yeah. Uh, you, when it was out on, on live the show on regular back then, you didn't catch it as, no. as much as, as now what you're seeing. I wasn't into it. Um, I honestly, I, I remember watching the pilot and I felt that they were, Honestly, at the time, I felt they were just eventually going to to have Will... Turn straight. Yeah, because the pilot ended with them kissing. Um, like, you know, people thought that they had just gotten married. I think Grace, uh, Grace was got, wearing a wedding dress for some reason. Uh, Grace got married. Uh, or was going to, but she, she stood someone up at the altar, and she was at a bar with Will, and, and people were like, oh, the happy couple kiss. And I just I felt like that that's what the, where they were going to go with it. And after that, I, I honestly wasn't into it. I would watch sporadically if a guest star that I liked was on it. Um, but there were a lot of, like I said before, a lot of jokes that, that kind of irked me even back then. Like, they, y- you had uh, Karen, who was over the top, and they made light of the fact that she was an addict, which was fine uh, in, in one sense. But then they did the same thing about the 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 gay storylines or the gay jokes, it was always, um, like something, uh, funny about being gay. And I felt like it, it wasn't really taken seriously when I, when I would watch it. But today I kind of understand the, um, the the stick a little more. You also have to understand that they're, they're four friends that can joke like that, Yeah, you know, and especially for two of them are, are gay. Uh, so I think like as a as as friends, they're used to each other's banter. Yeah. Uh, I want to walk you through each character, and I want to tell, and I want you to tell me what you think about them. Um, as of season seven. As of season seven. Oh boy. Uh, let's start off with uh, Jack McFarland, Sean Hayes. Uh, I he's he's obviously the. Uh, um, the dumb one of the group, as as people would say, the the Joey or the Phoebe, I I didn't like the career changes. You know, he was 
trying to be an actor forever and then all of a sudden he was going to be a nurse which he graduated nursing school in lightning lightning fast speed uh and then literally right after that he's like uh no i'm gonna go back to acting and then i'm gonna be a dancer for j-lo and janet jackson and then i'm gonna be a and then he took a survey for for a out tv show where they cable television network where the person holding the the survey uh saw him and decided to Give him a job as an executive producer of the network or something I, like that. I, I think I turned you at that point. I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's too much. They were running out of shit. Uh, this is season seven when that happened. I'm like, they were running out of shit for him to do at that point. And with Carol Walker, you thought her making fun of her addiction and her alcoholism uh, was, was funny or was... At, uh, at this point, it's funny. And I thought it was funny back then. But it wasn't enough for me to watch it. Uh now, the only reason uh, Karen works for Grace is because Karen pulls clients for Grace. Right, right. And she wants, and and Karen wants to, like, feel like she's helping a cause by working and doing something uh, uh, for a living. Although she's completely filthy rich and she owns... A bunch of property and she is married to a very very wealthy 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 guy who uh faked his death Go- well he first goes to spoiler prison. alert because we're not there yet oops sorry uh, <laughs> even though i knew that was coming I, uh, I called that from the very second he goes to prison and then now he's dead uh and it's just like a show of of just this funny group of, of people. As far as the storylines go, I'm all right with what they're doing with Karen. I think it's a little like once they get to the the fake death thing, I think that's a little over the top soap opery. I don't I don't think they have they have her much doing on the seventh season, but being I don't know. The I feel like they don't have a comic relief. Yeah. Okay. On to Will and Grace. Uh, Will. Will, uh, I, you can't say Will without Grace, and that's what bugs me. It's like at one point, uh, he's trying to to be with his new boyfriend, uh, Leo. No, Leo's Vin, Vince. Vin, Vince. Leo is Grace's, and Grace is being like overly, um, not protective, but like Will's mind type thing, and, they and start I know more than him. And I'm like, I turned to him. I'm like, he should drop that bitch. Like, look <laughs> at Vince and look at her. I don't look, care their 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 history. Drop her. Rewatching this this series does make me realize how selfish Grace is. Extremely. And how like not thoughtful she is of other people. And when she gets when she gets confronted, it's always look. The reason why I did this is because you're my friend and I want the best for you and I wouldn't want it any other way. And then all is well with the world. All right, let's discuss this last episode, which I wanted to murder Grace because it was Will's birthday and Will was putting all this expectation on what Vince was going to get him. Mm -hmm. So Grace stalked Vince um, to see what he was going to get him to make sure Will is happy and she found out that Vince was going to give him 
the keys the to... key to his apartment which i thought was very sweet and a, a big step in their relationship and grace is like no that's you can't do that that's so that, corny and that's so cheap and in my opinion uh, maybe this isn't like part of the the show verse or whatever but that she didn't want will to take that extra step i know that's not that's in my head yeah you know what i mean so she told, convinced Vince to to get him a wallet or whatever, and then when, uh, and then Vinny's like, "No, Vince is like, no, Grace, I think I know my boyfriend more than you. I'm gonna get him the key." So Grace goes to Will and tells Will, "Hey, he's, he's gonna, gonna get, get you it. this crappy key." But then Will's like, "Oh my god, that's that's really romantic. I'm really mm-hmm. excited. I think this is the next step." Shows up, Vinny. With the wallet. The wallet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Will's expectation is lower. So then Grace goes. But at that point, that's when Grace should have been like, oh, I made a mistake. She should have told Will straight up. I went to him and I didn't think that that's something you would like. But she made Will think that his partner, his uh, police officer partner convinced him for some reason. Like this all wasn't going to come out anyways. And she continued on with it. Like, why wouldn't she just it could have ended right there. I can't at this point, I can't stand her. Uh, she just broke up with her husband. I don't care. <laughs> F her. Uh, I would have cheated on the bitch too. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah. Cut it, that out. It, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, for me, it's a great show. It's hella funny. I I love, love the the actors. I love the guest stars. And it's, it's an awesome, awesome show. We're almost done. We have one more season of the original. I don't think I'm going to watch the reboot. Well, we watched uh, the first season of the reboot. I, I want to watch it and see how it ends. I'm um, but I just no, I'm enjoying it. it. One thing I want to point out is the time it took for Will to find love. It took... The show seven seasons. You remember the TV Guide article for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh, it took him seven seasons for Will to find love. Now, don't get me wrong. There has been some boyfriends, but these are like one episode, like how you say when we watch the Golden Three Girls. Three episodes, yeah. And then you'll never see him again. Yep. That's the end of like a guest star. And 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 at the end they'll say we'll be here together. Forever, or you can count on me. You can call me whenever you want, and that's the last time you'll ever see them. Um, and with his past relationship, you had uh, the dancer who he broke up because he was too uh, dancery. The young guy who worked at the video store who was 24, who he broke up because he was too young. Uh, Michael Douglas, who played a cop who was in the closet. Um, was that an actual relationship? I thought the cop was just hitting on him. And he was, but that was like like still... pretending to go to a, go on investigations, but he was really dating him in yeah. secret. So uh, that was that's in season. Uh, we're in season seven, and while we were going through cleaning the guest room, which we completed and it is done, woohoo! We found an old TV guide of season three of Will and Grace, and in the the TV guide. Uh, it says the, come, it was an interview with the executive producer. Correct. Um, Matchuk is is his last name. Uh, says will Grace fall in love or will fall in love? At this point, we don't know. And then later in that article, it says I think by the time now, uh, people see that Will needs love and he's ready to commit. Or, or in other words, the, the the way they put it was people have gotten used to Will now. So, you know, 
uh, an actual seeing an actual gay relationship shouldn't be as much of a shock to the system type thing. Uh, which, correct. Holy so, shit! It, this is uh, the twenty years ago. We understand we've come that far, but holy shit to see that you know how it was back then. Like they had to have like straight approval for a a gay relationship to be on TV. Correct. That it it sounds moronic about it but it's it's how it was was. so if you guys have not watched will and grace please watch it you're gonna love it if you like comedy with borderline insults go watch it so do you want to take the next segment uh yeah we um we mentioned a few weeks back that we're finally watching the final season of angel uh we saw a few clunkers the the mexican um fighter uh number five number five uh yeah and then the cautionary tale numero cinco and then the lauren episode which was god awful i love andy hallett may he rest in peace uh but what a awful episode so in this season, which is this, uh, the last season, uh, Cordelia is completely gone. She's gone, meaning she's not in the show. She's in the storyline. She's a in a coma. Yeah. Uh, and in bring in comes in Spike. Uh, originally, you gave me the fact that the whole incorporeal thing that Spike is was going to be part of a Faith the Vampire Slayer spinoff. Where Spike is her, like, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, it was going to be Faith on a motorcycle uh, on the run from the law or something. Cross country. And Spike was going to be with her. I don't don't know. Uh, I would have liked to have seen that because, A, I love Eliza Dushku and a Faith spinoff would have been amazing. And, B, they probably wouldn't have gotten rid of Charisma Carpenter on Angel. I want to jump into something really, really, really quick. Uh, Something that really stands out in 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 this season. Uh, when he comes back and he's incorporeal, why does Fred takes it to her own personal um, mission to make this vampire corporeal? Like, who, like, why does she care so much? And it comes, it, she comes off like very caring, and it's like, dude, like. The only reason why Spike got a soul was to get into Buffy's pants. Point, period, and blank. Yeah. It wasn't to be good. It wasn't to do good. It wasn't to to turn a new leaf. But it was like, hey, I can prove to you, uh, according to the uh, back in Buffy, that I love you. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight to get a, a soul. And then, boom, Buffy forgets that he raped her or he attempted to rape her, but that's not about that show. This is about angel. So we're about six episodes in, right? Five, nine, nine, uh, nine. Uh, yeah, we have three. Holy uh, crap. Yeah. Um, because I think six was the Lauren episode. So we watched, uh, we just, in the last two days we watched, um, the one where there's spike is recorporealized. And um, and he and Angel had this big fight of who's going to be the, the Shanshu prophecy person. And here's the thing. comes In comes Spike, and we're nine episodes in, and I feel like he has no purpose there. I don't know what the fuck the writers were thinking of. He's just wandering around Wolfram and Hart, like, 
a ghost. He comes in and out, and there's some scenes that he's just... Oh, and then what pisses me the fuck off was when they had to go in... Where did they go in the car? It was the four boys. I don't remember. It was in, like, the second or third episode. I don't know, but and then... Spikes weren't uh, sitting shotgun. And Spikes sh- sitting in the front seat, and I find that a huge disrespect... At, at the beginning of the season, for him to be in shotgun and have Wesley and Gunn in the back, I think it should have been Gunn because Angel did meet Gunn first, right? Wesley. Oh. So but- Wesley's the, the the most senior. I found it a good a big disrespect that um, he got second billing in the cast credits because oh. everyone on that show obviously is more important to the Angelverse than Spike Spike ever was. He guest starred a couple times and or he guest starred once and um like in person and then another time he he was in or a couple other times in flashbacks. But he wasn't important. So to to basically put down, you know, a character like Gunn that has been there since the first season, since uh, the end of the first season, or Fred who has been there since the end of the second season, and Cordelia who's freaking been there from the freaking beginning. You know, for him, uh, I don't know, but that episode did have a twist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not liking it for the simple fact that I feel like it's not going anywhere. And it it took away a lot of the authenticity of of what Angel was was evolving to be about. Because the first season was all the detective work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wasn't feeling that because I even told yeah. you, I'm like, I'm not really a big fan of like cop shows yeah but then just wait just wait yeah yeah. but then it started shifting more into paranormal and demon investigation i'm like okay i like this more i like their little hub their little club i i I like where this is going and this involvement of cordelia becoming like the supreme or or part of part uh, demon yeah or part of yeah and she had powers and they never like once she got the powers it's like they got rid of her she was a higher being and then she was uh possessed by something and then she's gone in that same episode where they were driving in the car all four of them went somewhere that they had to oh the what what was that oh uh all four of them went to a specific location and they all fought Mm mm-hmm and it was all four of them. And I'm sitting there and I told you, God, like Cordelia could have been there instead of Spike because Angel was even training her in the last, in the previous season, how to fight with the sword and how to do combat training. And I'm like, right. this would be awesome. You have the vampire, the half demon who shoots like, like pure beams. And, and, and do you want to talk about gun and his, his lobotomy to become a, a lawyer? Yeah, um, I I felt they, like that they, was I felt like they really didn't have a lot a lot for for him to do in this season. They were gonna be lawyers, or they were they were taking over a law firm. So I guess they needed someone who was a lawyer. So he made some sort of deal to become lawyerized, like get a brain uh, upgrade or whatever. Yeah, and and talking about changes, uh, Lorne is not doing anything. All you right. see in the last nine episodes that we've watched. Except that wonderful Lorne episode. Except that, <laughs> yeah. Where he took away his sleep and. Because he was planning the Halloween party. Yeah. But other than that, it's just him going from one office to another office on the phone planning a party. It's always him planning a party because he's a PR. 
yeah. uh, for the law firm. But that's all he does. And then he's just showing up in a meeting, but then he's not part of the mission that needs to be happening. I don't I'll, think... Or, 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 or he'll go on and be like, I'll scoop around. I'll be right back. And that's it. I don't think they had much plan for Lorne past season four because uh, they originally made uh, Andy Hallett a, a regular character, I think the last seven episodes of season four, because they weren't sure they were going to get picked up for season five and they wanted that. He wanted him to have that. Mm. Um, so when it was picked up, I don't think they knew what to do with him as far as a regular goes, because a regular's in every episode, even though he was in almost every episode before, um, when someone is in the opening credits, you expect to see them more. So he just sort of runs through a scene, um, and uh, the 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 Wesley episode with his father, I thought was was really good, and I think that might have been my my favorite episode that so was a far. Good, that was a good episode so far. Um, the the final scene with his father on the roof uh where he shoots him that was extremely intense and i remember watching it and holy crap um and then like i said we watched uh the cup episode and there was the the twist at the end what happened uh lindsay's back lindsay from season uh one and two who left town he originally got his hand chopped off by angel and then got an evil hand transplant or something from wolfram and hart and then left town after it was taken and then okay and back to the spike thing we then we watched the harmony episode which which was funny mercedes mcnab is is uh is a really good would, comic actress. It would be cool for Whedon to do a spinoff of like vampire slash sex in the city type thing. She's really cute. I love Mercedes McNabb. Uh, but at the end of the episode, like you were saying about Spike, he had just been recorporealized and he was going to go find Buffy. And all of a sudden he shows up in the bar and it's like, well, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I don't really know what to say or how I can top saving the world. It's like, no, just go. There's no reason that that isn't that isn't a good reason for you to stay. You know, the writers could have come up with a better reason for him to be there other than, well, I'm embarrassed about no longer having saved the world and being alive. What? What? I don't know. I mean, in your perspective, who is more of a fan of the Slayer verse, what would you like? What would you have liked uh, besides the obvious to have Cordelia there uh, for this season? finale the final season or the final season. The, the whole wolfram and Hart taking over wolfram and Hart, the evil law firm irked me because they literally in the in the season four season you know season finale where they set this whole plot line up they're like they're going to try and corrupt us yeah and then in every episode they're like having a meeting and they're like why do you think they want us here they must be trying to corrupt us it's like we know that. We've established that they're trying to corrupt you. Why do you keep talking about? It? Why do you keep it wondering? Why it. are we here? I don't understand. What is what is Eve's deal? Eve's tr- obviously trying to corrupt you. But I don't know. Is Eve evil? Is she good? She's oh, I, she's oh a lawyer God. for Wolfram and Hart. She's freaking evil. I don't like her. I don't like Eve and I don't like the actress. I don't know why as a punishment for for Lila or Leila? Lila. Lila. It would have been awesome for Wolfram and Hart to be like as a punishment you're uh, head of of this division with Angel. I don't know why because everything they had to bring her Eve in. Dud, d- d- does. Lila could have done it. 
It's true. Well, except for Sleep with Lindsay. And then they would have had to do... And I was thinking about that. And then there would have had all, there would have been all this angst between her and Wesley as well, which, which could only go so far. You know what I mean? About him having to chop her head off and, and shit like that. Yeah. It sucks that uh, Stephanie Romanov uh, is the so-called Christine Sutherland Joyce of Angel. She was the most recurring character who was never a series regular. regular on angel terrible and she like she after charisma carpenter she might be my favorite character she was fantastic to the t or to the f is that a thing to the t to the t or whatever uh she was brilliant um and i think i've told you this little known fact uh on model zinc she played carrie ann moss's uh sister yeah you did um and in previous podcasts, we have said that they are working very sluggishly uh, to bring a Buffy reboot or or like a reboot continuation. So reboot it, continuation. It'll be a new a new character playing Buffy or the Buffy as the Slayer is now called. Yeah, you said that the show is going to just be called. Apparently, Buffy. is just going to be called Buffy. Yeah. So that like every Slayer Buffy was so huge, now every Slayer is just going to be called the new Buffy. Uh, and hopefully it, it, it becomes not better, but in this part, uh, if they even go this far or, you know what? Just hope that this, the new Buffy becomes a permanent bandage to the scars uh, that we are experiencing while watching this season of Angel. Well, like I said, um, the, the hundredth episode is worth it. There's a plot line, which I won't, I won't like try and get into. That is very, very soon after the 100th episode that if they had done that earlier in the season, I might have liked the season a lot better. But it it kind of, for one particular character, it kind of blows you, blew me away. And then the, the end is, I think, very fitting for the show. So there are a few clunkers. I'm not a fan of that one episode that every fan is obsessed with. <clears throat> smile time uh-uh <laughs> we'll get to it and i will want to slip my wrist okay we'll keep you uh posted on on angel once we finish this show do you want to i'm sure we'll talk about the hundredth episode because that is huge okay uh we'll, we'll talk about that too um do you want to tell us what dvds and music that are out now absolutely speaking of the invisible woman earlier the Invisible Woman is out on Blu-ray and or DVD. And or. <laughs> Either or. Or VHS. Uh, Wildlife is out on DVD. Um, Silicon Valley, the new season, is out. Queen of the South, the complete fourth season, which I believe stars the never-aging Bianca Lawson, uh, who played uh, Kendra. The Vampire Slayer. I loved her. That the she has been playing a teenager for the past thirty years. I don't get it. Um, literally for the past well twenty years, nineteen ninety-eight, twenty-two years. She doesn't age. She looks amazing. She's beautiful. Um, new music coming out. Uh, Diplo, who I believe you're a big fan of. No, I'm not. Diplo presents Thomas Wesley Chapter 1 Snake Oil. Lady Gaga, who you're not a big fan of, right? I'm okay. Has a new album called Chromatica. 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 
<laughs> Kramatika. Wakiti Tiki. Tiki Wakiti. Static X has a new album out, and uh, Owl Eyes has a new album called Invisible Woman. Oh, uh, we talked about Invisible Woman. So that's yeah, it's perfectly it's for weird for, for today's episode. A Pretty lot cool. about Invisible Woman. So do you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Uh, I do. All right. You so, guys playing at home, see if you can beat me in the degrees. You're going to count the degrees off? Yeah, it's uh, Sybil Shepard and Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne I said, <laughs> Dwayne the Dwayne Rock. Rock. Oh, the Rock. The Rock. All right. Uh, this will be a, you know, I'm going to use a movie that we recently uh, reviewed, Urban Legend. Uh, Sh- Sybil Shepard was on the show Sybil with Alicia Witt, who played her daughter. Alicia Witt was in Urban Legend with Josh Jackson, who you expected to be around a little longer. Yeah. But he was not. Uh, Josh Jackson was in Scream 2 with Nev Campbell, who was in Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Five degrees of separation. That's pretty badass. If you guys can beat that, let us know. And our fact of the week is that in the movie Transformer Dark Side of the Moon... 532 cars were destroyed in the film. They were actually given away by the insurance company with no charge as all of them were flood damaged. And that's the fact of the week. And you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. It belongs to the insurance adjusters. (laughs) And that's the end of the show for us here at Press Play. Uh, We're glad that you guys allow us into your ears to make you feel good in all the right places. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you podcasts are being listened to. And follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's (laughs) PressPlayAR on Instagram. This has been another awesome episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thanks for listening. 